0: What's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Active Texan podcast. I'm Dr. Brian Watts, your host. Today we have a special guest with us, Caleb Hernandez. Caleb, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. So thanks for coming on the show. I'm excited to talk to you today. Caleb is a personal trainer. Uh, He's also a speed and performance coach, which I think that's a little more recent, right? Yes, sir. Um, And he lives here in College Station, but he does some of his training both locally and extra locally. And yeah, so Caleb, why don't we just start out Um, You can introduce yourself, maybe even go into a little background of uh, where you grew up and kind of what sports you played.
1: Uh, Caleb Hernandez, I'm 22 years old. I'm from McAllen, Texas. Uh, Sports growing up, I played soccer once in third grade, didn't like it because of all the running. Um, Picked up football in the fourth grade, my dad coached me for the first time, and I don't know. Looking back at it, I guess it was a good thing. Um, I had lots of fun with my dad on those car rides to, to, and, to and from practice, just mm-hmm. him and I bonding over that. Those, cool. are those, those are some of the things that you don't really notice. Yeah. Um, picked up basketball in sixth grade. My dad took me to, I guess, an AAU team, and they're doing um, drills and stuff. Um, and I was not good at all. Um, I, they they were doing like three, three man weave drill and I was just so lost with everybody crossing. I don't know if you've seen. The three oh yeah. Man I've weave. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was so confusing for the first time. A lot of running, I was gassed out after the warmups. Um, and that was just a couple of runs up and down the court, but I didn't quit. I saw it all the way out through, I saw basketball all the way until my senior year oh, wow. of high school as well as well as football. So
0: what was your, was football your main sport? Did that become football, your Football, I
1: guess, would be my main sport, except for my fifth grade year. I, I took a season off. I don't know why, but I did get a little hefty that year. Hmm. So I wish I didn't, or I wish I would have picked up another sport or something.
0: Were you, uh, were you
1: big and strong in high school? I was, I was big and strong for my, the position I was in. Um, I was a receiver so i was that i was that receiver that would you would line up to block for a faster receiver that could catch a lot better Mm. like on a screen or something um but my fundamentals were there yeah Um, i I could i could catch but i was i mean i wasn't a star i didn't have really good hands but i was strong and i was able to block because i had had the background of being a lineman because i was a lineman Mm. as a kid so i was able to block um, so they put me out as, re- as receiver to run up, uh, to block for the outside runs or the mm-hmm. little, uh, screens and stuff like that. I was a punter too. Oh, wow.
0: How'd you get into punting? Soccer, I guess. I guess Your I was, one year of soccer? I, I don't, I don't
1: know, <laughs> man. I guess, I guess it just worked. I don't know. Um, I just always had a strong leg. We had, we had a big yard in my backyard, so I would just kick a ball mm-hmm. all day long as far as I can try to get it past different
0: markers this tree or that tree so you didn't have anybody teaching you or coaching you you're just figuring not out biomechanics
1: around. not 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 how coaches teach little kids nowadays you know I mean there. I wish I would have had a coach that was like Eddie the guy who taught me how to run and that was he only taught me two two months ago or no right after right when COVID hit
0: right you just after learned how to course. run at I just
1: learned how to run at 22. <laughs> let, the, let the let the record state that a personal trainer and speed and performance coach is, only has a couple of years of running under his belt, legitimate running.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, we all kind of naturally have a way to run as humans. Um, and things can kind of change as we're growing up and with our bodies changing and then the type of sports we play, the type of activities we do, that affects the way you move. Uh, running is – is a type of movement it's just you're doing it a lot quicker Um, Mm -hmm. and there's a lot more coordination involved of course but that's interesting you you say that you learned how to run because i think um, a lot of people forget how to run or forget how to move properly as they're growing up going through these sports putting different stimuluses on their body especially now um, with a lot of screen time Um, younger kids are starting to develop a different way And so they lose mobility in certain places, they use, lose coordination. And so like, if you don't start training that you're going to have to relearn it at some point, or eventually it could lead to to problems. I mean, you're, so now you're involved with this. We'll we'll talk to them about this a little bit, your speed and uh, performance coaching that you got involved with this year. Um, Of course, you're only 22 years old, so you don't have a ton of experience, but I know just from knowing you over the last couple of years is you're you're like a sponge. Like mm. you just want to absorb everything you can right now and learn as much as possible. And that's going to take you a long ways. So you're also in school, but you're doing personal training out of your garage. Um, now that everything, the gym shut down earlier this year. So you adapted, um, getting your degree in what? Getting my degree in
1: kinesiology, um,
0: clinical exercise physiology to be specific. Okay. And then, um, you, tell me how you got involved with this speed and performance coaching. Well, it's actually quite funny. Um,
1: so that, that quarantine lockdown, the two-week lockdown, that started in March, right? Mm-hmm. That's exactly when Gold's Gym furloughed me. Gold's Gym in Texas, all Gold's Gym in Texas shut down. Um, I think it was like level three or something like that. I can't remember. It was all a blur. However, uh, Madison, my girlfriend, she works with someone who's married to uh, my now, I guess, boss, Eddie Enriquez. That's that's his name. Um, so it was just off of off of that. Um, he invited me to work out. So like he he trained me the first time we met. I guess that was our. Um, interview I threw up twice and (laughs) I was not in good shape right I was this is quarantine bod yeah trying to run right without even having known how to run so he was teaching me all these new things and it was just I guess it was just sensory overload a lot of stimuli a lot of new stimuli right that I'm not used to because I'm used I was used to at the time playing video games Mm. Watching Netflix and sitting on a couch for a decent amount of time. Yeah. So I threw up twice, yes, but he reached out to me again, made sure I was feeling okay, um, and I think he did after after we were talking about it face to face on how I didn't like the way um, Gold's Gym left um, left to sour taste in a lot of their employees, a lot of the personal trainers. They didn't they didn't do them right when receiving them back. They, uh, they made us sign new contracts that would, like, cut pay and just restructure the whole pay levels. So after, after that happened, I, I was kind of out with Golds. Um, so Eddie, he reached out to me about a week after that um, furlough when I was, when I was uh, with Golds. They, they got back on with Golds. And I just wasn't really liking it anymore. So he asked me to train um, a summer strength and conditioning program at his gym in Montgomery. So I I did that with some high school athletes, coached them, and I really liked it. It's Mm -hmm. it's really rewarding um, teaching younger athletes how to properly move and knowing that they're going to carry that on into their high school weight room. Yeah, so these are –
0: Middle school age, like junior high age. Middle athletes. school age and some varsity players. Too. Okay, so you had some high school kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he hired you as a coach just to help yes. come in and and coach through this performance class. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let, let's go back to tell me the process a little bit of learn of him teaching you how to run. Like, give us a paint us a picture of like what this looks like. What are you on a, some kind of treadmill or? Yes, yeah, so he's on this he tough, videoing you tough
1: tread performance. Can I bring it up? Yeah. Uh, he's he, he's on this big. He's he's invested in this big tough tread performance treadmill that is um, that runs faster and is wider um, when it comes to the tread part that you run on. So you can actually be there and spot there, and the athlete can have more room to
0: run. It's longer and wider. I think I saw a video of you recently did running you? over 20 miles an hour. Yes, you did. <laughs> that is correct. Was it
1: 21? Um, the first time I I maxed out, it was 20. And then I strained my hamstring in that run, so I waited until it would get better. And then I hit 21 recently. Hamstring better then? <laughs> so far, yeah. <laughs> um, hamstring is feeling better. So... What so C just put you on there
0: and have you start running, or I mean, you said, why did why did you get to the point of that over stimulus? I mean,
1: I don't know. I, I guess I was nervous because I knew it was a kind of a job interview because I <laughs> because I knew I didn't want to go back to Golds and I I, I kind of felt like I really had to impress, and so I, I started off at the warm up, going as hard as I could, not knowing what was that what was next in the workout he didn't write it on a board he has he has his programming on his notes on his phone so he would he would look at it and then tell me okay this is next so i was clueless as to knowing what was next and how much more was next mm-hmm. so, was it all running
0: or was it other stuff there?
1: well he had us warm up with a pvc pipe just like range of motion stuff pass-throughs and. Uh, like swings and stuff like that. Then he got us onto the treadmill and he has a, he had me do what, what he has all the athletes do in the warm-up for that programming. It's called um, a three hundred and sixty. So you're shuffling to the side on the treadmill, right? For 10 steps um, going into a back pedal for 20 steps and then shuffling in that other direction for, for 10 steps. And that, all that does is just warm up, and activate what he called it, the lumbo-pelvic hip complex. Mm-hmm. Is that is that right? Yeah. Yes, I've been studying. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so warming up that, and I was really gassed out by that. I thought that was the start of the workout. I thought the warm up was the PVC passages and all that. So I was I was really trying to really exert as much force as I can on those. That was just the tip of the iceberg. Okay. He had us go into ankling right after those after those forty reps of, of uh, uh, 360s, 10, mm-hmm. three sixties, and then ten. And that was pretty hard because he had it hooked, he had us do ankling on a vertimax and that's just jumping on the balls of your feet, making sure you dorsiflex mm-hmm. um, at the peak when you're at the highest. And that was that was hard doing twenty of those. So we did two sets of that, right? Three sixties and the ankling. Then we were supposed to do six runs. And after each run, we were going to do six uh, Vertimax squat jumps and six um, runners step ups. I guess you get a plyometric box, opposite hand, opposite leg Mm -hmm. um, when you're up there. And then you drive up, switch the arm and leg. And the most important thing is making sure that knee up and toe up um, action is mm. right um so we were supposed to do six runs i only did only got through that first one because oh, i was feeling it after those 360s Brian. <laughs> um but yeah um next time i did it was was a while i actually started learning how to do it by teaching the kids and actually giving the cues and watching eddie a uh, shadowing eddie and watching him uh coach the kids before i before i started training so i had to shadow him a decent amount just to learn the cues learn how to spot a kid on a treadmill at a high speed Mm -hmm. Um, because those are all the things that you don't really put into um i guess thinking when you're the one that's running and not the coach right there's there's two different sides to the workout the coach's side where there's just a whole lot of things that you have to worry about and there's the runner side where you just do what the coach tells you, mm-hmm. right? And you have to, you have to, you have to um, soak in those cues and um, actually do those cues yeah. that are being told. So you're learning both sides. I'm learning both sides, and I'll tell you, it's I've I've been able to use. I'm not an athletic guy, so that technique has really taken me a long way. And I've seen kids who are really athletic. And kids who use the technique and do both—I've seen both—and it's very beautiful. And that's that's where you see the like high school, uh, college athletes, and stuff like that. And I've only seen like two or three of those kids. Okay, it's pretty cool.
0: And so you're you're combining that um, with your personal training as, all, as well. But you've been doing some personal training for a while. Yes, for a few years.
1: I started. What say in twenty seventeen? I've been doing it for two years, two and a half years now.
0: And how did you get started in that?
1: Um, started. That's a good question.
0: I Have you always been interested you. in
1: fitness? No, not necessarily. i uh, after after I left college, or after I left for high after I left high school, um, <clears throat> I started a gym membership at Planet Fitness, not really knowing what to do. Mm-hmm. It was it was until. I um I just like wasn't finding results, so and I was also tired of looking up YouTube videos because it was just clickbait workouts that really didn't have programming or structure. Yeah. so I decided I took it upon myself to get my um,
0: ace uh, personal training certi- certification. And then when did you start? so I met you back in twenty eighteen. Right. That uh, was after I, I was August. At Golds. Yeah. So, but before that, where were you training people? I wasn't. I oh, was right. training
1: at, Golds, was my
0: first. That was uh, your first. Spot. Okay. And I think you had just started. I did. I was very green. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't know that necessarily. <laughs> but, um, I mean, it was at a workshop that we were doing there inside Soko Athletics, and uh, James brought you along. Uh, and that was interesting because my wife just had, or, talked to James a few hours before and said, Oh, we're doing this workshop tonight. And he, he was totally inter- super interested. He, he loved, um, going and learning more about mobility, human movement, stuff like that. So, and it was free. <laughs> so, and then he just brought you along and then you ended up being, uh, kind of a guinea pig up front.
1: I did. I was a guinea pig. Yeah.
0: And so, but so you were, that was in 2018 of August mm-hmm. and you had started, you had just started their Golds what was it like kind of building your clientele? I mean, is that all on you or do they help you do that?
1: Well, from what I've heard before, it used to be all on your own. I was in that, I guess gray area where the, the fitness manager there's, they're trying to help you, um, become a business and show you all the ways on how to, how to build a clientele list. But on the other hand too, that fitness manager was already on on their way out. So he he wasn't really teaching me a whole lot. So James, he was the assistant fitness manager at the time. And he took it upon himself to kind of take me under his wing and kind of teach me biomechanics and kind of light the fire under me to to become a business and and hit the floor running and
0: just be there at all times and stuff like that. And so you were able to build up your clientele at least a little bit over those last couple of years. And then um, now you're still training people out of your gym, out of your uh, garage, right? Out
1: of my garage, HOG Fitness,
0: H-O-G. HOG Fitness? Yes, it's a. you avenue. have a website? Not yet. Okay. Uh, it's an acronym for House of Gains. House of Gains. Do, yeah. <laughs> do, like, do you have any? That's uh, good. Do you have any social media stuff for that?
1: I, I made a I made an Instagram, but I, I, I'm i not really keeping up
0: with it a whole lot. Okay. Yeah. So how are you getting new clients now?
1: Well, currently, since I'm at school, I'm not really looking for any more clients. And also, with the, with the other kids, I rather I'd rather build clientele uh, in the speed and performance department rather than uh, lifestyle. But I mean, big, uh, beggars can't really be choosers right now. But yeah, I mean, I, with with school and everything, I'd rather finish school first and then build a clientele. It's just I'm just waiting semester by semester to get it done. So, what's the plan with school? I want to take mini um as much as possible, and then just go at least fifteen hours because I have I've taken thirteen. I'm taking thirteen hours right now, and it's pretty easy considering on how much time I'm saving on not having to drive to school mm-hmm. or to campus, and just doing class on Zoom. I only have to go to campus one day out of the week, and that's pretty efficient. And okay. that like gives you more time to. Gives me uh, more time. I mean, a I guess performance, performance, study, um, plan for more things.
0: So, do you know what you want to do with your degree?
1: <laughs> I would say stay in the realm of personal training. I am enjoying it right now. I am enjoying the confidence that a kid a kid gains in just in one session, and I think that's more valuable. Teaching teaching a kid that he'll teaching teaching a kid something that they'll never forget. And that they're always going to use in their whole life as long as their legs work.
0: Mm-hmm. So, you're that's kind of working really with people in the lifestyle um, category, but yeah. also in the younger population that may be focused more on that's the speed and performance side. Does um, mm-hmm. there any crossover there? I mean, in the, the way your, your style of working with people, or is it very different? Does it look very different? Oh. Can you word that in a different way? Um, so you, you, you've got to have your, I mean, you have your programming that you do for mm-hmm. kind of your lifestyle, you know, just health and wellness type mm-hmm. clients that aren't necessarily training for a sport. Um, does that programming differ that much from somebody trying to excel in football or baseball? Yes and no. I'll say yes because you're focusing
1: on a lot of hand-eye coordination when it and footwork when it comes to um, a football player or any or any athlete. But that doesn't mean an average an average human shouldn't work on footwork or hand-eye coordination mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, their, life is going to throw something unexpected, and they're going to have to be ready for it, whether they're an athlete or not right if they're, if they're gonna have to run because an emergency is happening they're gonna have to run regardless if they've been training for it or not mm-hmm. so i i do try to train my 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 general fitness athletes the same biomechanics of running but at a at a regressed pace because i do have older clients so i can't have them running on concrete and doing crazy high impact movements like like the younger athletes can do mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I like that you kind of approach it somewhat the same. I mean, of course you make, you have slight differences depending on what that person can do physically. Um, but I think foundationally just human movement and mobility, strength, and stability. I mean, we, no matter what we're doing, we need it.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean,
0: our ancestors
1: definitely needed it when they had to hunt for their food and pick up and pick up rocks and build their houses, not, not like nowadays, like you were saying earlier, how kids with just on in front of their screens, they lose all that mobility and that athleticism. Yeah, and I mean, it just does. It doesn't happen with kids. I mean, happens with adults too.
0: Yeah, I think. I mean, I'm a health professional with being in physical therapy and athletic training. I think personal trainers, strength coaches, um, speed coaches have it, play a huge role in helping people move better and feel better and perform better and i think that um whenever you get someone like that working with you know kind of a team of like whenever someone needs something that is a little out of your scope that may not you know something's hurting and you can't correct it then you get them some physical therapy refer to physical therapy and then but you never stop working with them because mm-hmm. your role is so important in keeping them moving for the long term because mm-hmm. we all have the same, I think, long-term goal for our clients um, to help, help them move better for longer and live a more active, healthy, enjoyable, pain-free lifestyle.
1: It takes a lot of departments to keep a car running, <laughs> right? Yeah. You need, you need the uh, tire shop. You need um, the insurance companies. You need the caliber collisions when something really goes wrong. Right. You need the mechanics, right? All of those, all of those hands contributing towards the same piece so we could run longer and run more efficient. And that's, that's the same thing. Your body, your body has an engine Mm
0: -hmm. and your body has, um, warning signs when there's something wrong. Right. So when you, when, when you're approaching a client, I mean, when someone's starting with you, you haven't maybe had any new clients recently. I actually um,
1: did. I picked one up funny uh, I picked one up at a Bombers game, the first Bombers game I've ever went to. Um, we had seats with some friends, and the, there's a lady next to me that was just enjoying her beer. She she was a very nice lady. Um, she was enjoying her beer, and and she she was a season ticket holder, and she was by herself. So I just I was at the end of the group, um, and I was next to her, so we just started chatting up. And uh, she asked me what I'm going to school for. And I told her I'm at Sam um, doing the applied exercise physiology. And she, she assumed that I was a personal trainer and I said, yes. And she was looking for a personal
0: trainer. And now I'm training her twice a week. Oh, cool. So how do you um, screen your clients when they come in? I mean, what's the process? Well, I have
1: them do the overhead squat, right? Either with the PVC pipe or with their hands straight overhead. Um, either way, their hands are overhead just depends on what their range of motion is. Um, I also have them try a PV, a PVC pass through just to see what their shoulders look like, but I have them start really wide or even with a band cause it's a little bit safer with a band. Um, if it's, um, a speed and performance athlete, I'll have them do things like a skips and B skips just to see what they can do. With their hips and their knees, see if they have good um, hand-eye coordination. Mm-hmm. Not hand-eye coordination, but just biomechanics. Yeah. Um, there was one more thing I did. I have them plank and try uh, plank pull throughs. See what their core stability is like. Okay. And so that
0: kind of gives you an idea of how they can move. How oh we'll yeah, walk. it doesn't take it doesn't take that many reps to. Oh yeah to decide whether especially if you're having to do an overhead squat i mean that's that's going to expose any a lot of different things that may not be up to where they need to be um Mm -hmm. pretty quickly that's a good tool to use um i mean that's something that we use in physical therapy all the time as and so whenever you run into something that um or do, do your clients ever ask you questions about uh other things outside of like strength and conditioning like nutrition or diet or supplements stuff like that
1: they do but i can't give a whole lot because it's out of my scope of, scope of practice as a personal trainer however um but that's not going to stop them from asking me. that's not going to stop them <laughs> from asking me so i have to give them the same advice that i do or the same advice that i try to that i try to stick to Right. So if they if they ask me how many calories should I be consuming in one day, the first thing that I or, or better yet, if they ask me, I want to get on a diet plan or recommend me a diet. The first thing I would say is download, download the MyFitnessPal. Right. And two, if you want to start looking at calories, it's, it's a lot more simpler than you think. Just find find your body weight and multiply it by 11 and then start from there right from there you get your body weight times 11 and it gives you x number and you want to hit that right more or less right if that's not if that's not working for you for like two weeks then i would say multiply your body weight by 10 and you'll have a different product right a little bit a a lower product than the uh your body weight times 11. and it's it's a lot more simpler than you think um when it comes to sticking to something, right? Diets don't work, but however, um, nutrition plans
0: do, mm-hmm. right? Nutrition habits work. Yeah. yeah, it takes time to change those habits sometimes, right? But, yeah. you just, but you're able to, if you stick with them, you'll see, that's when you see the results.
1: Yep, good Good habits work, bad habits work too. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's how they get you fat, right? Yeah. And then good habits get you in a healthier, healthier lifestyle.
0: All right. So, how do you maintain an active lifestyle? What are you doing right now? Are you training for anything in particular?
1: Well, considering that I'm a student of the, still a student of the speed and performance uh, training, I'm just trying to stick to that speed and performance program, and that's a that's a four week program with two sessions uh, per week. And you start off in a strength phase with um, high incline runs at lower speeds, just building up that knee drive um, for the first two week. For the first week, the next week you're transitioning into power. So you go at more uh, neutral inclines and then you're going into plyometric supersets right after that run. Mm -hmm. I I forgot to mention that in that first week, After the high incline runs, you're doing heavy squats on um, a flywheel, an eccentric flywheel box. I don't know if you've seen those, Mm. but it's got a big weighted plate at the front of, I guess, a box. And it has a pulley attached to that weight. And you're standing on top of the box with a rope um, attached to you on a belt. And the other, the other part, the other side of that rope is attached to the pulley that you crank up by spinning that fly, that weighted flywheel. Hmm. So once you get into that lower squat position, you apply force to squat up. And that pulley goes in the opposite direction, spinning that, spinning that wheel into the opposite direction. And then it pulls you back down into another rep and, and it just, the, the flywheel just keeps on alternating um directions of of its spin as you go through your squat what that does is it it really pulls you down to the lowest point of your squat and it and you really have to apply or uh, fire out the hold in order to go up Hmm. and you're just building lots of strength and you could you could add more plates onto it and it really does make a difference Um, but during that first week you're doing heavy flywheel squats right after high incline runs and um, a third superset, which is probably um, a unilateral leg exercise like the the runner's um, step ups. Right. Week two is more power, which is focusing on plyometric work like box jumps um, or you could still do flywheel squats. Uh, just at a lower range of motion, maybe a maybe a half, maybe a half squat. Um, and that that week that week isn't as hard as that first week. The first week is really hard because it's just, oh, it's bad. Um, week three and week four, you're transitioning into speed, right? And on those days, you're going lower and, and you're progressively going lower and in incline and higher in speed because that's what you're building up for. On that eighth day, which is week four, week four is a max speed day, um, and there we just we the first three runs we have you superset um, with fast twi- quick twitch movements like the flywheel squat with a with a lighter and smaller wheel, um, which allows you to go go into faster reps. Right, it's not sucking you down as much. Um and you're going into a half squat so you're just waking up that um, waking up that central nervous system for a faster run and after that you do assisted jumps where you just hold on to two PVc pipes squat into about half a depth and use those use those PVc pipes to to uh, to jump up higher into the air and all that does is just allows for an eccentric overload and that's a lot of that's that's what's missing in a lot of the like performance training um is the eccentric overload that's Mm -hmm. what the the flywheel flywheel squats and those assisted squats do wow and yeah that after after those that those eight sessions you see kids going from nine miles per hour to 20 miles per hour we just had we just had a girl nine to twenty yeah it's it's pretty crazy we had a girl hit 18 miles per hour yesterday on her eighth session and on her first day she was scared to even try nine miles per hour oh wow. so it works it works it's yeah. you gotta you just gotta trust the system trust the process and keep on queuing even though they're not responding right then and there because they'll they'll, they'll catch up or they'll respond to it and they'll they'll pick it up it just takes time with with different kids, I mean, every kid is different. You just have to, you, you just have to be there, and not give up on the kid.
0: So that's that, an eight-week you know. program. Four, week I mean, four-week program, four week program four week but eight program. sessions, so two eight times sessions. a week. Yes, they come in and do, and so it's only only eight sessions. Eight, only and eight you're sessions. getting results like that. Are uh, they doing anything? Are you doing anything in between? In between, what do you mean? So are you just working on that, focusing on that for four weeks, or do you do other stuff too? Do you do any other weightlifting? Or- oh, me personally, sorry, I yeah. forgot that, that was the yeah, original true. question, right? Yeah, but you're in, you're doing the program, right? Are you done? Right, I'm I'm I'm
1: in it. You've um, already done I just it once. got out of I just got out of a max, so I have to talk myself back into starting that week one, which is the hardest. Um, but yeah, So I, how many times do you do the four weeks? Uh, it depends. I mean, most kids. Most kids do them in the off season. Uh, we have some kids doing them uh, quite often. It just depends how how. And each time they're getting better. I would say so, yes. But I would me- I would o- I would only really measure their performance on that eighth session, really, to mm-hmm. determine if you're actually getting through. So you just finished the eighth session. I just finished my my eighth yes my eighth uh, session. I got to talk myself back into getting into week one, but on Mondays I've kind of devoted on Mondays to the Murph uh, challenge on mm. Memorial Day because I was not happy with my last Murph, considering it was right after the COVID quarantine. Yeah, I couldn't even I couldn't finish it. I was very embarrassed. Luckily, I did it at home. So nobody could see me struggle. You're still embarrassed? Yes, I'm very embarrassed. <laughs> so I'm doing Murph Murph preparation every Monday until the next Murph comes. And that's just running or doing EMOMs of strict pull-ups for now and push-ups for now. I might, I might evolve it into kipping pull-ups a little bit later. But for right now, I mean, since Murph is – since Memorial Day's uh, uh, ways out, I'm starting – from scratch, square one with strict pull-ups, making sure I build strength before um, I go into skills like kipping or kipping pull-ups or butterfly pull-ups. What's the hardest part of the mer for you? (sighs) Used to be the run. That second run would be death. But now that I've been running,
0: I would say the pull-ups.
1: I'd say the pull-ups. And
0: do you do it um, broken down or 100, 200, 300?
1: I've done it it partitioned, and then I've done it um, full, like, one at a time. I would say partitioned is a lot easier because…
0: That's why people do it.
1: Yeah, (laughs) definitely. I I would not want to watch someone do 300 squats and then 200 push-ups and then 100 pull-ups because that's a lot of rest time. They're just… You know, you get burned out doing. You're going to get burned out a lot doing 300 squats, but you're not going to get burned out doing it partition because you're working 15. different,
0: yeah, muscle groups. Or I've seen people do 10, 20, 30. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think the it was it was made that workout was made to do it straight through 100, 200, 300, and with a weight vest. Yes, with the weight vest, it was. It was designed by a Navy SEAL. So you'll, um, it sounds like, I mean, with this programming that you're doing, I mean, you're still staying very active. You're getting faster, more power, explosiveness in your run. I'm sure your speed is increasing. Um, You're still doing some work to maintain your strength um, on your own. And so are you going to, is there anything you're looking to utilize that? Or are you just doing that for you? Just to be...
1: Recently, I've been doing it for me um, I've been really wanting to put my speed to the test and see if there's any summer track programs for adults that's what I was thinking But of. anything amateur no, nothing crazy <laughs> I don't want to be I don't wanna, I don't want to get smoked by a
0: by a ringer or anything so unless what, I am the ringer <laughs> which distance would you like if, if there was a track race distance I would, you would say
1: one hundred or two hundred. I don't want to run anything long. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, what you're doing is not really made to make, right, make right. you be able to run for more than. Yeah, the
1: sprints on the treadmill are no longer than ten seconds, fifteen seconds. Oh, so right. I, I would say the hundred would be my what I would want to look to train for. Have you ever run the hundred time? I've not. I've run a forty time, but that was in the off season of football, and it was not good.
0: <laughs> that was in high school. High school. No, Yeah, you weren't doing any of this stuff. I mean no. that'd be interesting too to see. That would be to look at a forty time and a one hundred time. Um before and, and
1: after the training?
0: Yeah. Which you didn't program. do it before, so
1: mm.
0: you won't be able to do that. But you could do it and then go through it again. Right, right. And see if it makes a difference. Which it probably would.
1: That's something that's something to that, uh, that's a good idea to, to something to test before and after, but what we like to do is record the kid's first run mm-hmm. and then their second run. Um, yesterday we had a kid um, who had a really good first session improvement. And we don't see those often. We usually see the improvement within, like, that fourth session. Mm-hmm. But this, this little boy here, let me show you, he uh, had a really good first session improvement. So that was his first run. The next one's gonna be his last. So this kid's about eight. I would say he's ten. Ten. He's on a okay. soccer team, so he's pretty athletic. That running, is
0: totally different.
1: Running with soccer kids, and he he, from how he carries himself, he is like one of the better kids on the team. And he was running like that, right? And now he's running that in in, in that second video, he's running like that now. So you could only imagine what that's gonna do for a kid on the field. Right. If yeah. we build, I, I really enjoy it. because um, building the confidence in a, in a kid for, um, and seeing a kid not wanting to try the treadmill because it's their first time to wanting me to press the button to raise the speed because they want to, they want to run faster than their soccer friends that are training right next to them. So it's really fun. You know, and really it builds fun. a
0: lot of confidence and I mean, that's important too. Not just, the physical aspect, but building confidence in kids that age is going to go a long way. It,
1: build, it builds a lot of confidence and it could sometimes take confidence because kids do fall on that treadmill and it does not feel good. <laughs> well, that's why you're there to spot them. You're supposed to catch them, man. Uh, yes. Yes. That's why I'm there. But I did have to learn the hard way and learn how to actually catch a kid who who's about to fall because it's hard. It's hard to tell. Um, it's hard to tell if they're going to fall or not if you don't know what to look for. Mm-hmm. Right. You got to see if they're leaning forward, if they're running and that's just the biggest telltale sign um, that they're going to fall because a tread, if you lean forward on a treadmill, you'll, you'll fall forward. Right. Cause you're projecting that force at a different angle or that you're projecting your force or momentum at a different angle. Um, but it would be hard to save, save a kid, who got on the with the wrong foot and tripped from the get go? Because from then he doesn't have a chance at all, and it's just pure reaction time. The other yeah. way, they just slowly lean forward, more more forward and forward until they fall. And there, you just put your arm like on their stomach and catch them from the side. So and they're also like grabbing onto right. They hold on, get a, get comfortable while they're running, um, holding onto the bars, and then they let go and move their arms. Man, you're making me interested.
0: <laughs> like, I, I want to try this out. You want to try it? Yeah.
1: Got to get you through those six 360s like
0: me. first. Yeah, I want to do it. I want to put all my kids in it, too. Uh, make them all faster, good soccer players. Yes. Um, so a couple years ago, I mean, or not a couple years ago, well, about one year ago, me and you competed together here in the BCS Classic. It's a local CrossFit competition. Um, I want you to – first, I just wanted to bring that up just because, I mean, I, I, it was really fun. I didn't know what to expect. You didn't know what to expect. We're two uh, rookies in that CrossFit world there at that time. Um, and what did you expect, kind of going into that uh, competition? This just to set you know set the stage for this. It was um, about four or five hundred athletes, at least. I think maybe five hundred athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in an outdoor venue, mm-hmm. uh, so it was in September, uh, so it's still hot. Really and, hot, <laughs> really hot, and um, so and there's three workouts uh, that are that you know kind of what's coming at least the week before we knew kind of what what workouts we were going to do what what the competition was, and we were in uh, there were a bunch of different divisions uh, there was the RX intermediate and then novice and then also there's different combos as a team workout partner workout uh, competition so it's there it, it was um, male 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 female and female female. So we obviously were in the male-male, uh, novice, we were in the novice division. Um, so do you remember, like looking back, like what you kind of expected going into that? I mean, I think it was you that asked me to do it with you.
1: Like- yeah, I, I had I had actually asked your wife, I, I, I don't know where I saw her. I think it was after I was shadowing you after one of those Oh, Probably after Gold's. Right, or yes, it was at Gold's. And I had asked her if you were doing the BCS and she was kind of, she kind of like gave me a smirk or she kind of looked down and she's like, no, nobody asked him. And (laughs) I was like, okay, I'm going to ask him because I'd wanted to do it. And my, and my first partner, he bailed out because he's a football coach and he had prior engagements, right? Or he had something come up. So he was out. So I had asked you and we only trained like once you're twice together, together right together yeah i mean yeah, we so both been working i out. was i was not expecting the outcome that we had especially in that first one where we it was a max a max out in our clean to overhead yeah. and our um, straight into 50 it was a calories bike, bike and row 50 yeah. calorie row and row and bike each yeah. and after that workout i i did not know like what i had gotten myself into <laughs> it was
0: it was a tough day but it was a fun day
1: yeah i mean you definitely
0: carried us on the the strength side of things you carried us on the running with your marathon <laughs> experience well there wasn't a lot of running in it but also i mean i can also um you know with the just enduring things even though so we were in the novice group which is good for us because um it gave us a chance to like really Push ourselves and actually get through the workout without.
1: Yeah, I, f- I felt failing. In the, I felt in the right place. I didn't yeah. I didn't want to overstride because I knew a lot of the movements that even the intermediate division was were doing, I couldn't do, and I think that's that's an important thing to consider that a lot of people don't consider. They just want to go and just go full throttle like the people that they see at the CrossFit Games, and that's. Mm-hmm. That's very risky. You're you're treading a very dangerous line doing that. Yeah. Um, so I knew I knew where I was at, and considering it was my first competition, um, I was perfectly okay with going in the novice division.
0: So when did you realize that uh, um, we were doing okay? <laughs> we were doing pretty good. Um, com- I mean, compared to well, everyone else in our division. I
1: knew we were doing good from that first from that first workout because we finished first in our heat. I don't know how we did after the standings. I'm never really that good in following standings when there's multiple heats because I don't know the points and all that. But our second workout was out in the sun too. And I remember that because I was like, oh, not again. Like the sun's draining us. Yeah. Um, But that workout was still pretty good. And then we finished pretty strong in our – third and fourth workouts because well, those were the the shade.
0: They were only third. three. Yeah, and yeah, there yeah. was a the fourth. Third. So yeah, after the second one, um, I didn't I think it was after the second I didn't realize um, this is how like much I didn't realize what was going on. I didn't even know there was a final. Uh, <laughs> and so they were adding up the points, you know, for and there was a place online that you could check it and someone looked and said, Hey, I think it was you, you and We're in it was like third or fourth place right now um after the second one i think mm-hmm. and so we like okay that kind of started making me nervous um, right
1: because i knew we didn't do that good in that second workout
0: yeah we had a we few were, mistakes we were in
1: good swing distance because we had such a strong event one
0: yeah and then the event three had running in it and so i was like okay we can do this right. um it, it was just hanging knee raises and running mm-hmm. and so what i i, I would um we, we just pushed really hard on the last one and we we did well enough to get into the final, which is the top three in our division. Um, and from there, it was, just, it was over, man. We were going to we were going to do it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I had no
1: I had no care for what my body was telling me. Plus, I mean, the, the volume wasn't even that hard when they told us to work out. I, I was I knew uh, we were going to place top two. Right. I was, I was expecting top one, but whatever. Well, right. I mean, we, because, we won our heat in the final. Right. We won the heat in the final. So I knew we were doing really good. Plus, it was 250 wall balls with a 14-pound wall ball. And we're both used to doing 20-pound, yeah. right? Yeah. So, I mean, I knew
0: we were going to eat that one up. Yeah. I did. mean, you did. <laughs> we, we both did. Yeah. You finished it. I mean, I think the I only could've... reason we won that was because of uh, the strategy we took um, doing – doing higher volume because you had to run back right to hand the ball it was, off it was a relay
1: of wall balls but yeah. one athlete could only do a wall ball at a time
0: and so I, I think we started i did 30 and then um that was our plan was to do 30 30 but then you did like 40 or 45 in the first yeah, round yeah because
1: i wasn't feeling any fatigue because like i mean like i said we were so used to doing the 20 pound yeah that
0: was a big difference it was yeah so we ended up um taking second there that was i mean that's that's my, one of my best memories in the last couple of years of the competition. That was, that,
1: that was an eventful time. It yeah, good. that was fun. Got to meet Rich Browning.
0: Yeah, I got to meet him again this year. You did? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and helped him out a little bit with a little pre-competition stuff. There you go. Um, so I want to ask you a few questions, a little spitfire here, just so people get to know you a little bit more. Um, and then I got a final question for you. So what is your favorite sport to participate in?
1: My favorite sport to participate in, non like conventional or non conventional. Any sport. Uh, I I like spike ball. My brother, <laughs> okay. my brother Sweet. taught me spike ball, and now that he's gone, he well, not not gone. He's he's uh doing missionary work out of the country. Now that he's gone, like I kind of miss playing spike ball with him. Mm.
0: There's a bunch of people that play out um, at Veterans Park every.
1: Yeah, but it's not the same because you can't like talk trash to them because they're not your brother.
0: <laughs> you I bet you, you talk.
1: You can't talk the same trash, yeah, right? That's true. That's <laughs> without true. getting punched.
0: What's your favorite food? My favorite food. Ooh. Come on, these are quick. A little spitfire pizza. All right, favorite dessert. Cheesecake. Mm, from where? Like homemade cheesecake factory. Okay. <laughs> Just plain. Yes. Okay. Favorite. Uh, vacation spot anywhere fishing favorite uh local restaurant that's nice uh do you cook at all i do cook what's your favorite meal to cook my
1: favorite meal i would say an omelet with ground elk meat (laughs) okay i've (laughs) I've gotten into uh, my client has gotten me grant some ground elk and that's amazing wow. It's really good where do you find that so they hunt they hunt it you, okay. can't, you can't buy it anymore yeah i didn't think so you have to have connections <laughs> and clientele that's, right. that's cool and that's why i've gotten into this business brian for my elk
0: yeah <laughs> meeting the right people um so final question this isn't spitfire this is just a uh, final question what this can be a hobby activity or sport would you like to try Outside of anything that you've done to this point, like it's not something you've ever tried or done. Hobby, sport, it could be a sport, an act, just an activity. Really, it's kind of sport or activity. What sport? Would, like for to. sport,
1: one sport I really respect is rugby. Those guys are tough.
0: Yeah. And You're actually built where you, I mean, you got a big, I've strong legs. I've, I've
1: considered like, looking for a team, but there's nobody really here. Yeah, just the club team. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's
0: a That's a pretty rough sport, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, where can people find you? Uh if they want to contact you for personal training speed and for personal training coaching?
1: for personal training out of my garage, you can go ahead and look me up on Instagram and that's Caleb underscore HZ. That's uh Caleb but the B is substituted with the P. And then we'll put uh, that in the show notes. Underscore H Z for the speed and performance stuff, um, you want to look up Eddie Enriquez cap and okay. he posts all the before and after um, runs and that's where you'll find what you want to look for if you're looking for speed or performance.
0: Cool. Awesome. Well, hey, I really enjoyed this. Uh, getting to know you a little bit more and getting to hear your speed and performance coaching background, which is short, but it sounds like it's going to take you a long ways, both uh, personally and in business, hopefully. Um, Thanks for all your like kind of insight on like what you're doing to stay healthy, how you help people stay healthy and active as Texans. That's what we want to do: help people out. Um, it's another resource right here to help you out here in the Bryan College Station area. Also, I mean, you can do things probably virtually too. But anyway, he's local here in Bryan College Station. Um, you can find. We'll put in the show notes where you can find him. I really enjoyed it, Caleb. Thanks for coming on. Health is wealth. Love you, mom. For more information about College Station Physical Therapy and Performance, please visit our website at collegestationpt.com or check us out on Facebook at College Station Physical Therapy and Performance or on Instagram at College Station PT. That's it for today. Please subscribe so you don't miss the next podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody, to The Active Texan.